we have been in a sermon series the past few weeks, and we're going to conclude it today. It's been a great series, a series called Find the Richness of Life in Every Today. Find Richness of Life in Every Today. It's been a great sermon series. We've been doing it for a few weeks, and today, to bring it all in for a landing, is none other than kids and family pastor, my pal, Caroline Park. So why don't we welcome from the front row... Caroline. Thank you. Good morning. Good to see you all. Any big plan for the Halloween? This is a strange holiday for somebody who didn't grow up in America. That grown people dressed up in costumes and, you know, eat candies. Anyway. As John said, we have been in this series, Find the Richness for Life, um, in every today. Thinking about the richness of life, what comes to my mind is what gets in the way of that richness that we want, which is that the sense of feeling overworked and tired so often uh, we seem to have. Right? I mean, how many of you feel tired right now? I, too, feel tired often, Um, and I always try to think of some reason why I might be tired, like, oh, maybe it's a change of seasons, or, oh, I think it's the weather, maybe fighting, I'm fighting off something, or maybe it's the allergy. The other day, a Facebook memory popped up from, like, two years ago, and I was talking about this, apparently, two years ago with my daughter. Um, so I, sh- um, it was a post about this conversation I had with my daughter and I said, I'm so tired and I don't even know I am tired. And then my daughter said, oh, it must be the stress of all the parenting. <laughs> so the fact is that we are more often than not tired. And I wonder if it has something to do with our city as well, um, In New York City, everything is fast-paced. The days start early and end late. Um, I remember someone saying how in New York, if you tell people that you quit your job, they enthusiastically congratulate you. (laughs) Isn't that just like the sign of our collective fatigue? That feeling that work, whether at your job or home, have taken over your life. So I read this in an article last week that talks about the similar thing. Uh, it talks about how the sense of overworkness led to self-care becoming the capitalist in- enterprise like big industry. And its messages tend to be one of the two. One is, treat yourself, you deserve it. And the other is, pamper yourself so you can be more productive at work. It's capitalism trying to solve the very problem that it created. But paradoxically, these two messages, they both tie our worth to work. So the first message, treat yourself, you deserve it. It is saying, you've been overworked, God knows you've been depriving yourselves, you've earned it, you've earned this treat with your hard work. Or the message 
to rest and pamper yourself so you can go back to work and be productive on Monday is saying we rest so we can keep working hard. In both messages, work is the reason why we rest. There's something very limiting and not very restful about these messages, approaches. It is not a break from work, but an extension of work. And perhaps this is why we, uh, the rest that we get from these approaches is so short-lived. The, by noon the next day, we're tired again. I mean, we come from vacation and we feel like we need a vacation from vacation. So are we destined to live tired until we retire or die? That said, <laughs> what does God have to say about this? The Bible actually talks quite a bit about this thing called Sabbath. The word Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word that means cease. So it literally means to cease work. And it is the fourth commandment in the Ten Commandments. So it's a big deal in the Old Testament. Why was it so important? Well, let's find out. Let me read from um, this passage in Exodus 20. This is uh, a part of the Ten Commandments. It talks about the uh, Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work, you, your son, or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock, or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, but rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. And again in Exodus 31 it says, Tell the people of Israel, be careful to keep my Sabbath day, for the Sabbath is a sign of the covenant between me and you from generation to generation. It is given so you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. It is kind of funny to think about how different these passages are from our approach to rest. It doesn't say anything about us deserving it. It doesn't say anything about needing to rest to be able to be more productive. It is actually all about God and what he did and how awesome he is. And at first, this is a bit off-putting. I mean, it's everything always about you. But this God-centeredness is so startlingly different from our approach to self-care that it makes me think, what is it really saying? It seems to be saying that Sabbath rest, unlike our self-care, its specialness comes from God. God is the reason for this Sabbath. God blessed it and consecrated it, meaning made it holy. And we are partaking in it. So the rest we receive on Sabbath day 
is not self-generated. The Bible seems to be saying that we receive it from God, who is the endless source of life. Now, this makes me feel hopeful because self-generated rest has not been working. We seem to run dry all the time. But now there is a new source we can tap into that will never run dry, and that is hopeful. Let's take a look at how this works. From Exodus 20, we're told we're to do three things to enter this rest. The first is remember the Sabbath day. So we are first to remember and keep it holy. And then we're to repeat every seventh day. The seventh day is a Sabbath. Okay, let's start with the remember. What were they supposed to remember? They were supposed to, they were to remember that the Lord made heaven and earth. They were to remember that he is the Lord. They were to remember that, remember the covenant between God and them. And the covenant is that they are his children and he sustains them as they follow him. This was the day intentionally set apart to remember this reality of God, which is easily forgotten in daily activities. But remembering is not enough. They had to keep it, observe the Sabbath. They were to observe the Sabbath by not working at all. But in spirit, what that meant was that they had to seize work and rest as if God's reality is the true reality here and now. They had to believe that not sowing or not weeding, not harvesting one day a week will not hurt them or their children. They had to believe not producing things to sell, like by sewing or carpentering or weaving or making pottery, will not hurt their future uh, prospect. Maybe during planting season, even if the Sabbath falls on a perfect weather, and it's the perfect day to plant, they had to believe that they would have another chance. And then they will be provided and that the things will work out because God is alive and with them. That's not easy to do. So then there were a bunch of things that they were not not supposed to do. So then what did they do instead? For someone who just reads about this law, the commandment, it sounds kind of boring and very gloomy, like sitting, people sitting in dark and doing nothing, which makes me wonder, what did God do on the seventh day after creating the world? There is not much story there in the Bible, so this is all speculation, but he had just created the light, the sky, the 
the sea, the land, the sun, and the moon, and the stars. He created the fish and the birds and the animals, and he created people, male and female, in his own image. And when it was all done, on the seventh day he rested. Would he have gone away and spent the day by himself? Or would he have spent the day with in his creation? Genesis 3 tells us God walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the evening, enjoying their company. God is love. God is God of connection. I think he spent time with people and his creation and connected with them, enjoyed them. God's rest, Sabbath, is not about doing nothing. Well, it is about not worrying about the future, but it is also about appreciating the now. What we have, the blessings that we've gotten. This seems to be similar to how Jews actually observe the Sabbath from the little research that I've done. They gather together as a family and with friends. They pray together. They eat and drink together to enjoy each other. They go to service and worship God. They also take a walk, talk with each other, read the Bible, play checkers, and take naps. It is the day of remembering God's goodness and blessings in their life and actually enjoying and appreciating those blessings. That sounds lovely. You get to take a break from work and worrying about your future and enjoy what you have now for a day. But it is not easy in practice. Resting when there is a looming deadline of some sort. Resting when you know a test is coming up. Resting when you know you can be doing something productive for yourself, for your career, for your family. Well, as someone who takes Sabbath seriously, it is not easy for me. I take Mondays off. And for the most part, I have learned over the years to enjoy this time very much. But this was not always easy. When I had young kids at home, the time off feels like an opportunity to run some errands alone. And that's, you know, if you have young kids, you know how nice that is. But you think that it would be easy to resist going to grocery shopping instead of resting? Well, you'd be wrong. It is irresistible because my mind is already worried about the dinner time, tomorrow, or the rest of the week. My mind is thinking about when else would I have time to shop. Just last Monday, I had a little bit of a struggle um, resting and enjoying my Sabbath because this talk was coming up. And I was not ready for it at all. But um, it seemed silly to not keep Sabbath to work on a talk about Sabbath. So 
I enjoyed myself at least somewhat toward the end. And even when I don't have any pressing, pressing task to perform and successfully cleared things out of the schedule, I can find it very hard to stay in the present and appreciating now. Sometimes my mind just wants to escape. So I will sit and waste time playing Candy Crush or checking and rechecking Facebook, which if you have done it, you know it is not very restful or recharging. But in that space, if I am able to choose to turn to God and talk to him about how I was, I am feeling or whatever that is on my mind, actually, instead of escaping, then I am able to really receive from God by just facing my negative emotions and talking about it with God. I'm connected to him and receive his rest. So we remember and observe. There's one more thing, which is repeat. We're to repeat every seven days. Entering into God's rest every seven days over and over again makes it routine that creates a habit, not just for our body, but also for our mind and soul. It takes practice to put down the burden and spend time in the present and let God carry our worries and receive that complete rest. So we practice this every seven days. And when we get into the habit of doing that regularly, it gets more and more natural to enter into this reality of God's care and goodness. And as a result, we find it easier to remind ourselves of God's goodness even when it's not Sabbath. When it, even when it's Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, we can access God's reality more easily. The spirit of God's Sabbath rest, it spills into the rest of the week. It is like meeting with someone and spending time with this person every week. The longer you do this, the better you get to know this person. The longer you do this, the more comfortable this time together becomes. The better you get to know this person, the more familiar you are with their thoughts, their voice, their habits, their presence, what it feels like to be with them, the easier you will be able to think of this person and be comforted even while you're not with them. And Sabbath is just like that. It is the time set apart to train ourselves to trust God's provision, his goodness, his plan for more, to trust him more. And the longer we train, the stronger our trust becomes. So Sabbath is not just about feeling better the next day. 
feeling more rested the next day. It is about forming the habit of trusting Him, and because of this habit of trusting, we are less burdened, less anxious, and this is the kind of rest that lasts and spills over into other parts of our life. Does that sound good? Do you want to try doing this? If so, I have some practical tips for you. The first one is start where you can. So you might be thinking taking a whole day off seems unrealistic given your schedule. Totally understand. So then start small. Maybe put aside two hours a week or half day for a complete rest. If this is the kind of rest where we can tap into God's source of life, then any time we can put aside is good. It does not have to be on Sunday. I mean, I don't take my Sabbath on Sunday because Sunday is my work day. So, for whatever your schedule might be, you might need to be creative, but start where you can. My second tip is prepare. To enter the Sabbath, so I was reading about、um, how observant Jews go home early on Fridays because the the Sab their Sabbath starts on Friday at sun,、uh, sunset, sundown.、Uh, so they go home a few hours early on Friday to get ready for it. They have to prepare for it. They cook beforehand. They clean the house. They、uh, set the table. They Uh, light the fire or turn on the heater or whatever because they're not supposed to actually、um, switch anything on or off or set fire,、um, so that they can actually un- enter into the complete rest when the time comes. If they were not ready and they can't turn the heater on, I mean, it would be very hard to enjoy the rest, don't you think? Or have no food to eat and they're not allowed to cook. So I find this extremely helpful. The plan and have intentionality for your time of rest. If there's any pressing chore, get it done beforehand. And however long your plan you plan your rest to be, two hours or a whole day, have a definite start time and a definite end time. And that will make it easier for you to switch to be in the present and enjoy the now. My third tip is do things that help you be grateful and enjoy the now. It is really the time to remind ourselves that God is good and He sustains us. So spend some time reflecting this with God. Sometimes it is hard to enter into that. So spend some time in your mind giving over your burden to God. Then spend time being present and enjoying people and beauty, your hobby, whatever that helps you、um, be grateful for what we, you have. 
If you're not so sure about certain activity being work or not, ask yourself, does it help me be grateful and enjoy the now? Versus, is it an obligation? Or am I building for the future? Or am I trying to just check out and escape? For parents with young kids, don't feel the pressure to make this Sabbath day a family thing because it will not be restful. If it is impossible for you to completely rest with your kids around because of their age, try to figure out a way to be without them. Be alone or with grown-ups whose company you enjoy. My last tip is build it into regular schedule. So as I said, it is like training. Keeping regular Sabbath trains us to enter into and live in God's reality. This is really the investment worth our time. And for that to happen, oh, I'll rest when I find time this week, approach won't work. That's not the spirit of trusting God to be the source of our life. It is more like God as an afterthought. So build it into your regular schedule. For example, oh, I will take Thursday afternoon off until dinner time. Or I will keep Monday evening as my time off. Whatever that works for your schedule that you can do on a regular basis. And keep it in your calendar so you don't schedule other things during that time. Of course, we don't want to be legalistic about it. Some emergency might come up or some uh, thing that you have to attend to. You might be traveling for work. There will be times when we're not able to keep it. But as much as you can, guard this time. Guard your Sabbath time. And this can feel very difficult in the beginning. But if you keep doing it, it will become easier and easier. The Bible says... The Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. He made this the day of God. And he invites us to join him and enter into his day so that we can abundantly receive the richness and the peace of life that he freely offers. Let me pray for us. Jesus, we thank you for being here with us all the time, always, wherever we are. And we um, confess that we often run dry and we are often at the end of our um, abilities, our capabilities, our energy. Um, So we ask uh, you and we look to you to come and fill us up. And I pray that as we remember and train ourselves to trust in your goodness and your provision and your plan, that we will learn uh, to enter into and live in that reality all the time.
And I pray that that would help us with our anxieties or stress, um, but that our attitude toward life, our posture toward life, would be that of trust and faith. In Jesus' name, amen.